And welcome everyone to Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Tonight is Freitas, second seed to ninth. And this show is going to go off the rails. Addressing the elephant in the room, Avarwin's not here. So all hell is going to break loose. Oh, you could say shank. the elephant that's not in the room, because that boy's got beef. And I'm joined by video content manager Mark U of Tamriel. What's going on, hey, Mark? Hey, up my ducks. You're back with me, Mark U, here on another great episode of classic, classic Elder Scrolls Night. So glad to be back in the best show on the network. So glad that the millions and millions of peasant in the peasant nation can hear their king speak once more. Hello, John. And, of course, we're joined by Shank the Tank. What's up, people? Um, I, I'm streaming. Uh, I actually, my new character that I spoke of last night on uh, Classic, or not Classic, Elder Scrolls Off the Record, I've got my sword and shield and uh, daggers as soon as I find them, but that's what I'm going to be doing. So, here we go. But, I mean, Shank, you need to do that again. That was a terrible introduction. Oh, I think that was great. You, you've got no say. What do you mean I have no say? I have all the say. You're the puppet master. No, right. I'm, you're the puppet. Fine. I'm the puppet master. No. We'll ask the chat room, who are watching us live, 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday night at twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. What you mean to say is 2 a.m. in real time, which is GMT. No. 2 a.m. in the morning. No. I'm here for my fans. That shows dedication. You guys just roll up with your Bentleys and then just do whatever. I'm here sweating and grafting for the millions of peasants in the peasant kingdom. Which tells you how much say you have in this. Exactly. But you know who does have a say? Our fans who can email us at record at gmail.com and find us on com, questgamingnetwork.com on Twitter at elderscrollsofftherecords and facebook.com slash record or on Google Plus at google.com slash network and Maury what are we going to be talking about tonight? I was going to say we could go to questgamingcommunity.com and then they could actually leave a message where we could actually access it it seems our evolvement has got the keys to the mansion and we can't get the emails we have any now do we? where did yeah. you get that from? a fine gentleman that I'm sure you will have uh, similar interests. Yeah. He's a great guy. You'll love it. We I haven't, haven't read it. this. Okay. Uh, don't don't read it. Just uh, tell the folks that are listening uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, I, I actually haven't done this before. You usually do this bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, but um, you're in a violence so, bit now. Yeah, but you've kind of sprung this on me, you didn't you didn't tell me about this. It's just so much pressure. Deal. <sighs> Learn how to pivot under pressure, Maury. What well, once just pivot, one second. I, I, I just I just need to stroke my wood. <sighs> okay, so what do we want from the next gen Elder Scrolls? Open world. We can craft, wander, drink, eat. What other activities and mechanics would you like to enhance the next Elder Scrolls game game? Am I alone in only playing one character? which is from the Bethesda forums, as well as Morag Tong or Dark Brotherhood? <laughs> Dramatic question mark. 
that's what we're discussing tonight. So, John said we have an email, so apparently we've got an email. We've got John's Mud of the Week, which, let's be honest, he puts no effort into whatsoever. And then we've got Morrie's Random Law Book, which usually ends in me fluffing my lines. So, lots of great content to look forward to in the next three minutes. Well, and on I, I, have a question for, I have a question for you two, uh, a logistical question. Is the video and audio and everything streaming okay? Yeah, you're All doing right. fine. All right, excellent. All right, okay, no, we're just, just, just making sure. Yeah, so so uh, seeing as you are the one the one streaming, uh, so you got your sword and board character, but wh- wh- where are you? What are you doing? Uh, so I literally just made my character. Uh, this is due, obviously. Uh, oh, you don't say. Yeah, um, so I've got my uh, sword and board, which I just picked up after, and I uh, recently just killed that conjurer guy, and I picked up this uh, iron dagger. And right now, I mean, I'm literally level one. I right before this, I just got out of Helgen, so I am just doing what Shank does and wandering, and I'm actually gonna try and uh, go gather some more stuff so I can sell and get some money. So. Shank, how is it actually possible that you're actually wearing less clothes than usual? I'm not. Like that's like half of a Dover floss. That's like that's like a dos. I don't know, man. Oh, probably because you're used to seeing me in the Thieves Guild raiment, and this is just random like imperial armor that I found. Ah, Helgen, yeah. Look at that. I mean, boy's got some cheek. <laughs> I do. I think I would appreciate if you'd stop looking at and commenting on Shanks Derrier. I find it flattering, quite frankly. Well, honestly, I'd rather look at his his bottom than his face. Wow. I can I can just say I, I can accept uh, that. I, really? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, if you can accept it, I guess I'm good. Like, because like his his butt, I just want to slap. Whereas his face, I want to punch until my hand goes numb. It's a subtle difference, but uh, Jack? no, I, I there's there's no counterpoint, man. I I, I agree. I share sentiments. Okay, so there you go, folks. Um, that that's our show. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, Byron would be upset, and so would our fans. <laughs> Or so we like to tell us. Are you not entertained? They will be entertained when we bring let's, up our first discussion topic. Can, can I just caveat the entire stream with this? If Arwen's not here, okay. this is going to be filled with just chaos. Just pure mm. chaos. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to try and somehow shoehorn into a show, but let's let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make any sense. No. This, is, this is a late night stream. Yeah. With, um, <laughs> or early with, morning. With, you know, pretty much the uh, the three most eligible bachelors here at QGN. Mm. And, you know, three bros. Yeah. Basically. Three bros. Just throwing out with um, some Skyrim, a cup of tea, some Mountain Dew, some Skittles. Who has the Skittles? Oh, wait, nobody. Because Liz didn't bring them. Oh. Ooh. See, Shank doesn't have to do it, Liz. So... <laughs> Our first discussion topic, fellas. What do you guys want from the next Elder Scrolls open world? 
I'm going to go last and, on this. Okay. So what I'm kind of getting at here is, to me, a great part of the Elder Scrolls games is the amount of immersion that is in there uh, from being able to go around and gather crafting materials for alchemy, blacksmithing, leatherworking, etc. Also making arrows. So like you can Fletching, get to go yeah. and, you know, you get to go and just Chop get wood. loads of wood. To get, get wood and then, you know, you take it to a crafting station, you, you whack it about a bit and then you get a load of like bolts to spend. That that's a thing. Over yeah. bandit faces. I should have saw all of this coming. Um, he's talking about archery. Come on, guys. He is. Exactly. He is. He is. He's talking about fletching, folks. Cool. Come on. We've all seen those those shots in Skyrim when you've got those bandits just with with just all over the faces, arrows and everything everywhere. Oh yeah, blood spatter. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> go clear out a bandit camp. You can go off adventuring. Uh, but w- what other elements do you think you would like to see in the next Elder Scrolls game? So um, are you talking that take about... that immersion to another level? Okay, so you're just to be clarify, you're talking about immersion via mm. mechanics or ele- gameplay elements. Is that my understanding correctly? Yeah. Yep. So like, okay, because I think the obvious answer would be visuals, but I, I want to make sure we're not talking about the obvious here. No, I am <laughs> talking specifically because. Everyone knows in the next gen that's what you know. That's there's going to be improvements yeah. to graphics and everything. But what under the engine is this power going to let them introduce to the game that you know maybe they couldn't put in before because the game was already doing so much, but now they can add in. What what is something you would like to see right. more? Q, do you have anything? I would like to see far-branching, far-reaching, emotional, deep storylines. Not just go fetch me this banjo because I need it on my knee. I come from Alabama type thing. <laughs> or... <laughs> that, Shank, that was a serious point. Do you have no, to no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm laughing because of how true that statement is. <laughs> right. Yeah, Many a times know, has he gone off to get a banjo for a gentleman. So he could yeah, you know, you go, I want to be in the Bards College. What's the best way to be in the Bards College? Go kill a load of bandits and save a loot. Really? <laughs> really? That That's loot was a, in imminent danger. It was, dude. You are a hero. Yeah, like, this is not to think about the fact that the bard who actually owned it went all the way to the end of the bandit cave, then lost it. Why didn't he walk when the first bandit that you see you think, there's probably bandits in here, I should probably not go in there with my loot. Because he was Mance Raider and he snuck in and was the bard. Wait, are you telling me there's a... Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, ex- don't expand on it, Shank. Just let it go. Let it roll off. You just, oh, no. you just brought in freaking, but, like, but, 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 Westra, but, but, dude. But, 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 wait, let it go. I, I would like to, I would like to see better dragon flying. So you want to see dragons again? No, no. I just want, I just want better dragon flying in. Okay, but no dragons. That's good. I like that because, like, that's one of the things with with Skyrim Dragonborn. Like, the dragon flying was horrible. But at least if they improve the dragon mechanics in the next game, even if the dragons weren't in it, 
that's something they can say they improved, and that'll be a re- that, you know that could be like the, the red star on the box, improved flight mechanics for dragons. Hmm. And no one would ever know that they'll be they'd be none the wiser. Exactly. I like it. Genius. Hey. But I, I would like yeah, like I say, I would like to see just more interest, longer running contexts that, that maybe spanned the. You know the entirety of, of the province that we're in. Um, a more, more dynamic um, main story. So there are, you know, like multiple branches that that can lead you to all kinds of different endings, rather than kill Parthenax or not kill him. Right. I think that's a. Those are both good points. Like uh, even the quest thing that you brought up earlier that Shank snickered at, um, I think was a good point because having those silly quests when you could have this epic yarn and and mission to go off and do something, as opposed to going and finding the banjo at the end of the tunnel that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? To that point, if I can be perfectly honest. Um, I don't know if uh, you guys are subscribed to Game Informer, um, but a lot of like not too long ago, I was reading something about The Witcher Three, and specifically their story. And you know, they're they're talking exactly what we're talking about, Mori. Where not it's we, how do you make an open world game that is story driven, that has very good stories, and it's not just simple. Oh, hey, I need you to go rescue my son in Cave X. I need you to go fetch me this. And they were talking about how that's been a real challenge for them and how they have, like, twice as many quest writers than they did for their previous game. And, you know, that's I, th- I honestly believe that that's something we're going to see in this current generation of consoles is, is that freedom of that open world, which, let's be honest, a lot of the upcoming games are open world, but a very, very story, sort of a story-driven game as well. And I think by the time Elder Scrolls Six does come out, that storytelling element fused with the open world is going to mature enough where it's, you know, a genuinely enthralling, deep, very, you know, gritty, well-written stories with that giant freedom of the Elder Scrolls. And I think that's going to happen. So I don't, I honestly don't see that as like a reach uh, for them to kind of get at because I, I really think that's going to happen. So that's no, a, yeah, I that's, mean, that's a very realistic aspiration, I think. Yeah, you brought up uh, The Witcher 3, but even uh, something that a lot of us here were following pretty closely, Kingdom Come is doing yes. uh, some interesting things with the way their quests uh, evolve and stuff. Like, you, you can go from a simple quest where you're just supposed to go talk to something and you can expand into something more, um, and you can go different ways with it. They're, they showed off uh, a little investigation about... Um, a bunch of horse murders, which is a big deal. Um, nay, it's not. It is. Nay. Nay. Anyway, I agree. I, I don't think that's far off, and, it, and it's definitely something that they're focusing on. Uh, a lot of developers are trying to get that, that mix just right. So it's good to see people already with going on to a next-gen platform, uh, expanding on that and pushing that forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Wailer has got one in the in the in the chat. Is saying big one actions actually having real consequences. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. 
Right, no, actually, absolutely. In these open-world games where you're supposed to have the ability to make all of these decisions that are supposed to have an effect on gameplay, a lot of those promises, I feel, in a lot of games have been kind of empty. Yes, you, you can make decisions. Yes, it can influence which path your game kind of goes down, but sometimes it's very superficial, like, you know, Skyrim, the guards still true. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, uh, on this very show, I've I've defended the kind of Skyrim thing, so... But, uh, I, I think... I, can we not ask for in a next-gen with more power for them to be able to track what you've done in the game and have NPCs change their reaction to you based on what you've done? Yes. We can, we can always expect more, and I think for the next-gen, we should expect more. Well, the current-gen, should we say. Um, we, we should expect more, um... And that is what we should do with all games, but that doesn't happen always. Um, but I mean, I think Elder Scrolls likes to to push the games on, so I don't I don't see them sitting on the laurels of Skyrim did really well. I think I think they will, I think they will branch out, and um, I think they may even try something new. No, I I agree. I just think it's fun to have the discussion and the debate and, and see what the different personalities on the show would like to see uh, kind of the focus be on, because I think we're all going to have pretty different uh, answers. What, what, what would you like, John? What would I like? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Way, Way Warren kind of stole my thunder a little bit, because I was going to go with exactly what he said, the, the more impactful uh, situation there, but I think, really, I, I would like to see more Systems uh, like realistic needs and diseases, I think, um, requiring you to eat, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, something ridiculous. Like, I don't know if anyone's played DayZ, but the amount you have to drink <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and eat in DayZ can be a little bit ridiculous at times. So I, I think, you know, finding that good measure, like you have to eat once or twice a day, you have to sleep once a day, etc., are not too far off, and also enabling them to be toggled on and off, because uh, I could see people with time constraints not enjoying that, but they craft such intricate worlds, but I don't, like, they rely on the modding community to add in those little flares that let you immerse yourself just that little bit more, and I kind of wish that they would just adopt it, put it in the game, and allow it to be toggleable. Like, I'd also like uh, pretty much... F- Pretty much Frostfall and realistic needs and diseases to be rolled into Skyrim would be an amazing next-gen open-world RPG to me. Right, yeah, I mean, you make good points, man. <laughs> I think you, you're not asking for the impossible. So there's, I mean, I think what ha- needs to happen is that there needs to be, and we're already kind of seeing it. I mean, generation after generation, you're seeing that as... Because, I mean, okay, what games did we grow up playing? Like Mario and like those, those what you consider, I guess, quote-unquote kid kids games with like Spyro the Dragon, Crash Bandicoot, and stuff like that. But now if you look at it, I mean, like the, the, the landscape has matured. The, the types of games that you get now are a lot more matured and not not literally like oh my god this is a mature game but the 
the writing has matured, the gameplay elements has matured, and I think part of that evolution, that natural evolution of the industry is just going to allow for those sort of things to happen where you actually have an impact on the world you're playing. You're not you're no longer just a sort of participant, you know? You you are actually a citizen of this world and you actually will have an impact. And I, and I think we're going to see that. I think that's just going to happen just through the natural evolution of um the industry. So I think there there's again like like Mori's request, I don't think that's an aspirational request. I think that's a very viable real thing. Well, another thing to go along with with what I kind of said, I would really like I'd like some emotion to be brought into the game. Um, like you, you have a wife, you have children in in Skyrim, but, but what what are they? They, they, they? It's they're means to get gold every day and food. Yeah, like there's no connection. There's no you've got. There's no real feeling there. That it's. It's fluff with no substance, and like I'd really like them to see just something fleshed out. You know what I mean? Like, really have a deep connection as to you know why you're going out to save the world. Right. Um, All right. So, kind of what you're saying would be like the companion um, storylines that you could go through when you're playing through Mass Effect. The the people that would join up with you and become part of your party. You, you would go on these specific quests that kind of built your relationship with them uh, and so on. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Uh, yeah, but I, mean, I, I would probably put it akin to Diablo because that's I, I've not played Mass Effect. But like in Diablo, you've got the Sorceress, the, well, the Enchantress, the Templar, and without giving spoilers in, in Diablo 5, you kind of explore their storylines a little bit. And even for a, you know, a dungeon crawler, like there is some... I thought it was quite emotional, the fact that you're doing these quests and you're finding out a little bit more about these characters. I would like to see... Leia, no. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I totally agree with him, because, I mean, like, you find, you know, you, you marry uh, whoever you choose to marry, and then you show up every now and then and ask them if they've made you any money or to go make you a sandwich. You know what? You know what games do a very good job of conveying the importance of a NPC? Bioshock Infinite and Last of Us. If you've played those games, you this is you feel emotionally, at least I did, you connected to Elizabeth and Ellie respectively. And I'm not saying okay. the next Elder Scrolls needs to have that. Oh, you need to escort this <coughs> companion, sort of thing. No, no, no. But if you, if they could translate that level of connection and emotion that I felt to Elizabeth and Ellie into the NPCs I meet, you know, quest NPCs or what have you, that I meet in the next Elder Scrolls games. You know, a perfect way to do this would be guild quests. And make me make me really feel for the characters and the NPCs in my Thieves Guild, in the Dark Brotherhood, you know? That that level of connection and saying, I will do whatever it takes to save you because I, you know, I genuinely care about you. I think that's something that 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 would go hand in hand with the the writing and the deep the, the the further the the more uh, I guess deeper and longer m- more uh, more in depth storylines that Maury was requesting in the, the in his part. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah, a lot of games uh, like 
I, I get what you're saying. I, I played through Bioshock Infinite, so escorting the NPC is... You, you kind of think, oh my god, I'm gonna, this girl's going to have to follow me around, but throughout the process of that game, you develop this relationship with her, and honestly, she's kind of pretty damn useful when she yeah. tosses you stuff that you really need at that exact minute. Yep. So, that was great. But the, there's also a lot of games where the story is so much, and your relationship is so much deeper. I, I've never felt in these Elder Scrolls titles, while playing through the Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood, a real emotional connection to the characters. I, I totally agree with you. Like, Balgriff, I could care less about. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the, the two guys that you, you meet in the beginning. Oh, Skyrim. I don't... Adbar I could Rayleigh. care less Yeah, yeah. what happens to either of them. Yep. <laughs> I mean... That's it. You get made thane of Whiterun right, right at the beginning, and then, like, you know, you can go and fight for all three. Like, what is there to say, you know what, I, I really shouldn't... I should defend Whiterun. I'm a thane over there. Like, uh, that's what I should do. Like, you got, you're not compelled to do it. No, no, no. It, it shouldn't be, I, want, I should defend Whiterun because I get this cool item. It should be, I defend Whiterun because I care about these people. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree with it, you, it and I, I think it should yeah. be that level of emotional investment in these games, which I think they can do. Honestly, I really think that just because it's an open world doesn't mean that everything should be so open, including your emotional detachment. I think that emotional detachment, and because it's an open world, because you invest hundreds of hours into this, and you re- literally, I mean, especially for role players, you embody the, your character. And I think adding yeah. that level of emotional attachment really will drive home that point more so than any of the games, I think. And we all know how good these games already are. Just imagine if they added that emotional piece. I mean, wow. Yeah, it, it would really become a living world. Right, exactly. And because, you know, yeah, you're having an effect on things. And that that's what I kind of like to see. Like, you know, you can kill Alduin, but... The only real effect it has on the game is the fact that Alduin's no longer there. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing else changes, really. Yeah, kind of, you could kind of say, like, what, why we wanted a, a Elder Scrolls MMO, for those of us that did, is because this game is missing that social, even the illusion of that social interaction. Mm-hmm. So, for those of us that like getting immersed in the world, that, that wish we had someone to feel... You know, emotionally attached to even as a friend or something like that, like a companion, another person with a quest line. That's absent in these games because you, you never are, you know, compelled to feel emotionally about any of the mm-hmm. uh, quest givers. Really, yeah, you know, it's like like Lydia. You can have Lydia as a companion, but like you talk to her, I'm sworn to carry your burden. Great, great. Okay, so follow get out along. The doorway. Thanks, Lydia. <laughs> yeah, get out the doorway, dude. <laughs> Um, I was trying to get that sneak attack. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Oh, she is the worst of sneak attack. See, no, I think that's <laughs> I think that's perfect. The next Elder Scrolls game should give me a reason to have a companion, like a follower. Yeah, good way to summarize uh, summarize that up. Give me a good reason to have a follower. Yeah, like why why should I why should I allow Lydia to follow me around? Other than she's a perfect pack meal. But <laughs> give me a reason to have a wife. Yeah, yeah. Lydia does have really chunky thighs for helping you carry stuff around. So I think. Okay. Any other thoughts on this topic, guys? Yeah. Because I, honestly, I, I I load her up with wood. Fletching, <laughs> guys. He's talking about fletching. You sick people. Yes. 
Of course I am. I'm an Dark I play bow. an archer. Mariki is an archer. Dark bow. Elm bow. Oh. Elm goes on But yeah, dark bow, that's what Mariki means. I, I actually have a size something that uh, on the surface will not appear uh, that it's uh, related to gameplay, but it really is. Um, I want a bigger world. And, I, and I'm not talking about, you know, okay, it's like 5% bigger than Skyrim. It's like 10% big. No, 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 no. A truly gigantic world. And once again, I'm going back to The Witcher because this is a... this In my mind, The Witcher 3 is the benchmark that it's, is going to set for the current generation for open-world RPGs until okay. some other game comes along. And I, I don't think I'm incorrect in saying that. Um... And we already know that you know the Witcher Three is they're they're saying that it's thirty five percent larger than Skyrim, which is big. I want something bigger than that, and the reason for how this ties into the gameplay is because you have a larger world, which you can do on these machines, and you increase the density and the things that you can do in that world, which you once again you can do in those machines. So it's not like you increase the world, but the density remains the same. So it's actually, you know, not as much stuff to do in between places. No, no, no. You just have that much more stuff to do proportionate to how large you increase the world. And I think that a truly sprawling, expansive world like that, that's just so much bigger than anything we've seen, but at the same token is much, much densely packed with quests, points of interest, random little things you can do like hunting, fishing, uh, crafting like we were talking about earlier, you know, literally like chopping down a tree, seeing the effects of what happens if I chop down a tree. Can I plant a tree and can I can I grow like a, can I literally grow a tree where I just chopped one down? Things that it it just increases the opportunity for the number of things that you can tinker with and directly affect in the physical world. And I think that more than anything else, well, not more than anything else, but this I feel like would have the most obvious and on the surface uh, effect of the game because you come into this world and it just sells the believability that, okay, this is not, this is no longer a map where I can see, you know, where the, the water ends and the mountains end. No, no, no. I can just see forever and ever. Oh my God, I'm in an actual place. And on top of that, I have a very, very deep, rich story. I have characters that I genuinely care about. So I really, really, really want a truly, like, twice as large a Skyrim world. Because I think, like I said, it, it that will be the most immediate sort of observation to sell you on the fact that this is a truly gigantic, living, breathing world. So that's that is my number one, aside from graphics, which is obvious. But that's my number one gameplay sort of uh, tweak that I would like. Okay, well, I need I need a little clarification on this. Uh, I'm kind of with you, but sure. How long are we talking real time to get from the farthest point to the exact opposite? Like, how long are we talking here to go from end to end, pole to pole? Hours. 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 And and, and, okay. and I'm not meaning on a horse. Like, and again, I'm pointing to Witcher Two for a good reason. Or sorry, Witcher Three. They're saying that if you want to cross the world on horseback, it will take you 45 minutes. On horseback, okay. And horses are 
a lot faster than you know somebody just jogging along as you would in a you know your normal walking whatever. So, let's say for sake of argument, The Witcher Three will take an hour and a half to walk across, say twice as long, right? As a horse, I want the next Elder Scrolls to be longer than that, say two hours, two and a half hours to cross on foot. And and of course, yes, you can have the mechanics that would if you don't want to walk. Of course, you can you know take carriages, you can fast travel, you can do all these other things. But I think that sense because dude, honestly, think about it, John. You're literally walking for three hours. Okay, fine. For some people may get bored. For but for a player like me, and there, there's a lot of Elder Scrolls players like that. You're walking for that long in one direction, and the map. The illusion is that the world is not ending, right? The, wor- the, the world is physically just not uh, ending on the map. And it in your head, psychologically, it instantly gives you that sense that, wow, this is a never-ending, this is truly infinite. There's so many possibilities here. So Right, and I mean, you're, you're talking traversing the, the map. You're not even talking like point of interest to point of no, interest. No, no, no. I'm literally saying start from one end, walk to the other, don't go off, just, just you know, as the crow flies. Okay, and do you, do you think that size of a world is possible? It is absolutely today? possible. It is one hundred percent possible. The reason that it's not like, for example, games like Skyrim and stuff, they're confined to is a couple reasons. One is the engine. The engine itself cannot handle a world cell past a certain point. Otherwise, it literally just will not be stable. But the reason it can't handle it is because of the hardware and the limited RAM. The, these consoles have 512 megabytes of memory, okay? Now you jump to the current consoles, and you're literally talking about 16 times increase in memory. Think about the pos. I mean, you can easily, easily do that, especially with the engines, the current uh, scalable engines. Very, very feasible to do something like that. Okay, now, I mean, you, you know I was playing uh, that... Altus Life mod for Armor Three, which took place on, on a huge map, absolutely and gigantic. I, I don't know if it, if it's as big as what you're kind of getting at, but I know for me, like driving from one area when I had to go to another area, literally would take me an hour uh, at times, depending on where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, traversing this map in a vehicle, and I don't know if that's because I had to stick to the roads or not, but it took a while. So I wonder if that map is kind of what you're kind of talking about here, because that is a huge map. Yeah, I mean, you and I have played DayZ together. And right, how generics. Many t- huge map. And, and, yeah, and how many times have I said, wow, this map is huge? You know? Yeah, totally. So uh, I think there is... I, I, I see, And that's that's possible today. That's possible today. Imagine, and that too, it's, you know, it's a giant map with other people in there, right? Now, imagine a game a few years from now when developers have become far more competent with these engines. And of course, you know, because you can look at DayZ and games like that with those giant maps, and really they're a glimpse of the future because they're developed exclusively for the PC, which obviously has its advantages with the hardware and the RAM, etc. So we can really look at that as a glimpse into the future of what we can expect. So I, I, I don't think it's un, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that in two or three years' time when it's oh my god, this is Elder Scrolls Six. I've been walking for three hours and I haven't seen the the edge of the map. This is epic. I I 
firmly believe this is it's a, it's a within the realm of possibility because we it's it's possible today. It is literally possible today. We have tangible multiple examples of this being possible. It may be possible to build the world, but is it actually possible to fill it with content as well? And that's like, the thing. And just I, let's be honest, Day Z is is devoid of content, really. Yeah, because Daisy it's just is just a big map. Daisy is literally like you have to go and you have no objective except to survive, and whatever you yeah. do is just whatever you do, you know. So I think um, I definitely believe it's possible because again, people develop engines relative to the hardware and if you support if your engine has those capabilities which i firmly believe it they it will at, the, at that point in time just with the competency of the developers you can create a very very rich giant game physically giant game but also with a very very high density of things to do and i i without really compromising on things and i and i genuinely believe that that's that's going to be possible hmm but i mean wow that's a lot to think about, especially when you're asking. I kind of see where Mori's coming from when you're asking developers to not only like enrich the story, enrich the content that's already there, give you those emotional connections, and make more of it. Well, I don't think it's unreasonable because look at it this way: today, right, 2014, on the 360 and PS3. Let's talk about those two machines first because that's that's Skyrim and Oblivion were both on these those machines, right? And on those machines, we've had... Wow, that is an unbelievably gorgeous sunset. Holy crap. Um, and on those machines, we've had experiences with those elements. We've had games with very rich emotional characters. We've had giant, massive open games. We've had games that there's just so much to do, right? With this current hardware now, and definitely with the PC, I, I think it's very realistic to bring all those elements together and not as separate experiences but into one singular game. And I think the Elder Scrolls can do it because they take, they take and borrow pieces from them but to pull it off as elaborately as I want to I think they can do it with, you know, in, in a few years. Yeah, no, totally. I mean Knowing uh, Bethesda's development cycles to be kind of what they are, we have an idea that we will definitely see The Witcher 3 come before uh, the next Elder Scrolls oh, yeah. game. We'll probably see uh, Kingdom Come come before that, and those would be two games that would be great to have released and then have uh, Bethesda be able to learn from. Exactly. Yeah, honestly, I think like one way to kind of imagine what the next Elder Scrolls game could be will be to view what the next Fallout game will look like. Yeah, and that's that's not that's not a bad that's really not a bad way to look at it. You can look at Fallout and see, okay, okay, so this we have a baseline, a Bethesda baseline, not an industry baseline, a Bethesda baseline. Yeah. And say, okay, this is what Bethesda's baseline is. It can only grow from here. And what can they improve from this? And I think that's a that's a very it's a very sort of logical and uh, rational expectation I think yeah definitely this will be an exciting E3 then oh my god yes <laughs> and final two want it to be solely on origin and uh, with no mod support <laughs> no no mod support yeah I hate you both I just to totally has to be on origin shut up Mom. and and iPad go home you drunk but not Android they do that it doesn't make any sense. 
All right, folks. So, well, that was a very interesting discussion, guys. Any any closing bits you guys wanted to go over? No, I, I honestly I think that's probably one of the best discussions we've had regarding a next Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I kind of like that. You're welcome. And for you listeners, if you didn't enjoy that, perhaps you want to head over to Audible. Download your free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. But on a serious note, talking about uh, great stories that you have an emotional connection with, I'm going to take a minute and kind of sell you guys on a book. You guys need to pick up with this Audible trial the first in the Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson. It is a story about a group of the world's underground trying to overthrow the Lord Ruler with very in-depth magical systems. Brandon Sanderson is an artist with his magical systems, designs very in-depth things that are very well balanced. They belong in video games. Uh, This one involves being misborn, which enables you to... Your body has the ability to burn certain metals that give you certain attributes that have certain restrictions. It is very interesting. You guys will really appreciate this. Gamers will love this story. Head over to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. So, the next discussion bit. Well, I, also have a, something... I, have a, I have a question real quick. Sure, go ahead. Anything from the chat room regarding... On... On anything? More, have you been watching the chat? Uh, they basically just had the discussion about the... Um, they were saying more consequences in the guilds. So, like, if you broke a rule, then you had a consequence. They were saying make it something tangible. Okay, so... Instead of paying a fine and getting out of it, like, yeah. if you mess this up, you legitimately mess this up. Yeah, DVD was closing that if he did something wrong in Oblivion, like in the, in the Dark Brotherhood, you would have to fight the, um, the you know, the, the guys of Sithis, you know, and we've actually had Evolving has done that when he killed that crab, right. mud crab. Or ski? No, he killed a ski, didn't he? <laughs> the pet, and then, like, they sent a ghost after him to try and kill him. <laughs> Oh, that was that was a bad night for. Yeah, terrible idea. Just kill the skiver. Interestingly enough, though, now that Shanks here, it's going a lot better. I wonder why. Yeah, he hasn't died. (laughs) And he's fighting. And and, and he's fighting. And he's in in a dungeon. Uh, Well, it's like the. to, to, be, to, be, like, to be fair, this is what I do at the start of every character, so it's not entirely out of oh, character. Oh, he's at Bleak Falls Barrow. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, like, it's like the Pepsi Max of, of dungeons. <laughs> this is also, for some reason, this is my favorite dungeon, man. I don't know why. Because it's the Cause only one you've done. It. <laughs> it's, that's not entirely false. Yeah. There's, there's like five mobs in it to kill. Yeah. You only have to fight five things, and you, you can kind of move on with life. And at, at some point, you realize... Where all the draugr spawn because you've done this dungeon. So Dude, no, I, I know that's because I, I can <laughs> just, just pass them. So you, you can get. You, you know, you can, go ahead. Well, I, I just get. I know exactly where everything. So I can just get a sneak burner straight up and use the one shot. It. Yeah, right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just go through yeah. and one shot them all, so I don't have to deal with them. Yeah. Oh, we're bad. Yeah, I love Skyrim. <laughs> that's what happens all if right. you play the game for hundreds of hours, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it really is. Well, no. so Maybe you're playing the game for hundreds of hours, but we have a discussion topic that kind of ties into that. 
do you only play it on one character? So this is a forum post on the Bethesda official forums by Myofly. After being on this forum for a while, I get the impression everyone is playing with several characters. Am I alone with only playing with one character? Sometimes I hear people say, do another playthrough with another character. That also makes me a bit confused, since I have been playing over 300 hours with just one character, and I don't think I have been, or I don't think I've even seen half of what the game has to offer yet. So how can people do several playthroughs? Am I missing something? What is the appeal of starting over with different characters? Is it for role-playing? Are everyone here role-playing? <laughs> also, what is meant to be by role-play, I wonder? I've looked at some guides and videos, and for 50% of the time it seems the mean to play in character, as in you maybe pick a role of hating elves and play as such. So is he alone? Do you guys play one I, character? I think it, I think the answer is it depends, because... You know, if he's meaning one character with respect to alts, as in balancing multiple characters with the same sort of playthrough that you're doing, uh, similar to what our beloved lore master does, he's a self-described altaholic. Um, I don't do that. I like having a singular focus, so you'll see me playing this character, and you won't see me hopping back and forth to a previous character. Uh, in fact, because I've deleted all their saves, and that, that's how I play Elder Scrolls. I, I don't make multiple characters. I make one character with only that save, play that character, and uh, don't hop back and forth between separate characters. And I, I sort of... I mean, that that's just the way I explore, because I want to be completely immersed in that singular experience. Um, and t he actually reminds me of myself before I really got a PC was, you know, what is this concept of role-playing? And because I, I, you guys know me and I, I don't role-play. I just play as, you know, Shank in whatever world I'm playing. So if I'm like an Altmer-hating, uh, I don't know, Imperial or something, I, I'm not going to play as an Altmer-hating Imperial and, like, kill every Altmer. <laughs> so... Yeah, that, so I yeah I, I don't really role play, so I I just stick to that one character no alts, and just play as Shank in whatever world I'm in. Okay, what about you, Mori? I am similar in the vein that I will only play one character at once, uh, but. Rather than play one character for 500 hours and max out every skill, I I play it till I think I've got everything out of that kind of particular style that I want to get. Agreed. So so maybe I want to play like a sword and board character. So maybe I won't go and do the Thieves Guild and things. So en enough for me will be to do the main storyline and to do some of the companion stuff, you know, kind of... and base it around that or if I want to make Morrocue then he will do you know I'll, I'll play Morrocue longer because I want to experience the whole game so I'll try and you know quote complete the game you know do much of the dungeons but then once I know the game by playing it on that character that's when I can go and explore new characters with new styles and like making a mage or making like I said a sword and board making a a dual wielder making a two-handed and yeah I, I i really you know like it kind of annoys me when people say my play style like i kind of feel that you're kind of self-limiting yourself and i 
I don't like that. I I want to have the full experience and I want to try things like you, you're never going to find a new playstyle if you never try them. So I think people you know, they mean that. I think they mean like their default playstyle or their their core playstyle. You know what I mean? Uh, because yeah. I certainly, I mean, I've, me as an example, I've I'm, I've played many different you know magic, stealth, stabs, whatever, whatever, whatever. Because I want because you're right. You you, you want to experiment and you want to tinker with and and uh, play with multiple playstyles. But at the end of the day, if I had to pick my quote default core strength in these games it would be the you know stealth so i think at least for me when i say playstyle that that's what i'm implying yeah but the boss talking about talking about you is you know people in the community think that's the only thing you ever do when you play elder scrolls game and like when i'm when i'm streaming sky and i'm like saying no shank kills stuff shank does stuff shank's completed the storylines like all 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 the shank when shank says this is his playstyle it means this is what he does for the majority of the time like yeah he will fight if he needs to you know he won't he won't look to fight but you know shank can shank somebody as well as anybody else that's why it's his name exactly so yeah i mean just i I just like to experiment and i like to to you know i've varied gameplay and, and varied experiences you know because if you're playing, you know, one game for 500 hours, then, you know, obviously some of the content you're going to have done. But having that that fresh perspective on it, you know, you may know what's coming up next. But if you're going as it as a caster, you know, the fight is going to be completely different. You have to have a new tactic, and that 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 really keeps the game fresh and interesting. So I, I like I like making alts. All right, cool. I guess we'll call them. Well, when you're making these alts, I mean, are you making them to a storyline? Is is there, are they different characters in your head? Do they do they go through the same storylines, or on every char- every one of these different builds you do, do you play through, you know, every guild faction or? No, uh, they do do have their own story. Yes, like um, if I was making someone with magic, it would be an Altmer or Breton, because that's what they're strong with, and so I would come up with a a reason for them same as I would usually make I, I usually make a Nord he will be a your bruiser type or an orc and then they've got a story um, so yeah I, I kind of role play in the fact of I know why I'm choosing them for that role okay and does that have any certain justification when it comes to choosing which guild quest you're going to go through yes because of the playstyle that I want, like there really, there really is no reason I don't think to be a a thief when you're playing as a warrior type thing, and there is no like even though you can, there is no reason to, and like I don't see why my character would search out for the thieves guild. Okay, how, how about you, Shank? Is is there any kind of plot line to why Shank goes and does? The Fighters Guild, or on every build, you basically go do whatever. Yeah, honestly, it's it's. Well, okay. Like, let's take this. Let's take this character as an example, right? I, I have a sword and board, and with my daggers, so I'm sneaking around. So clearly, you know, at first glance, you would say, "Well, clearly, you're like a combat-oriented type of character, right?" 
but just because I'm doing that, I'm, I'm still probably going to go and do the Mages College just because that's what Shank wants to do, not necessarily what the character is spec towards. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, it's because like, I personally want to experience those quests, and it, it's, it's more that and less of, oh, this character is a warrior, she wouldn't do that. You know? Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense in my head. Well, that's some of the things that we've said before about about Skyrim is the fact that the devs aren't limiting you. You own, you can limit yourself, and mm-hmm. you know that's what we've said before. And like, like I was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm Morikyu. I I would go and try and do everything because I want to experience what the game has to offer. But then after I've played that content, then I can go in and I can I can have these these things in my head where I can. I've I've seen the mechanics and, that, and then I can tailor make things that I want. Right, and and to that effect, like just because you're a warrior, you know, obviously doing the mages guild might be a little bit more challenging for you. Yeah, yeah. But can you do it? Yeah, sure. Conversely, if you're a mage, doing the mages guild would seem to make the most sense. But do you have to do it? No. You know, you can totally go and do the, it's, I, I think it's, yeah, it, it's very, the, the flexibility is, is, is definitely there. I mean, that's exactly, if you're, if you're role playing a mage, you're a mage to start off with. Why would you go to a college and be an apprentice? Yeah. Type thing. So, yeah, you know, like it would make more sense for a warrior to go and be an apprentice, you know, looking at it like that. Very interesting. Well, maybe I'm the odd guy out, because um, well, no, I mean, I, I'm pretty similar to Moria. It's there's always a story to the decisions uh, for me. Um, I I play a character, and I also kind of have a personality, so I know what kind of quests they will and will not do. But on that first character, I pretty much go and do everything, and then after that, tailor make my. Uh, my builds and my characters and what kind of personality they would have and what kind of quests they would do and what they wouldn't do. Like, certain certain characters I make, they don't help every grandma across the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good, you know. It's it's good to have, you know, you don't want... Uh, some people do, but like, I, I wouldn't want to do the same things over and over. If, if I'm doing it a different way, I'd like to do it a different way, I guess. Yeah, totally. Why play the same game over and over again? Yeah, then you might as well just keep that one save. So right. Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not the way I like. No, it. Exactly. It's not. It's not how I do it. No. On a on a completely related note, and it's just because something I noticed right now. Uh, mm-hmm. The latest, if you get ENB on Skyrim, especially anything past the two thirty version two thirty. The shadow work actually adds contact hardening shadows. It looks like or soft shadows, and God, it's pretty. So yeah. Anyway, that that that's an do, aside. Do, <laughs> wood, uh, have you noticed if it adds hardening shadows to wood? Uh, it does, especially to okay. wood. Okay. Cool. The shadows Very on the wood is especially brain. hard. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things I like with my texture mods on Skyrim is, is just the detail in my wood. Um, like I really love seeing. Find the grain work and things like that. You are such a wood enthusiast. I am, yeah. I mean, 
like in in the game that shall not be named, I'm a level fifty woodworker. So, I I enjoy my um, my woodcraft. Hmm. Well, th- that's wonderful. Are you still in Bleak Falls Barrow? Yeah, man. Because I'm not fighting these drugs. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna I've, I've snuck past them for the most part. Oh. You can just hit them once with the bow and get the experience. No, it's not using a bow. I'm not using a bow. Dagger. Yeah, my, my, I don't think my... I, I still don't have that bonus on the daggers yet. It's not even six times damage. Oh, never mind. Did yeah. You, you'll end up going the, the road of a Varwin real quick. Which is so, what? Failing at picking locks? Uh, Well, no, that I already just saw. Um, how many lockpicks did he break, folks? One. Do people have to drink when you break a lockpick? I don't think so. Dude, I'm actually very good at picking locks. I know, but I'm just... Well, now they would have had one drink. Yeah. Yeah, see, sorry, guys. If you're hoping to, you know, have a wild time and be able to drink a lot, unfortunately, Shank's playing not a Varwin, so... Less broken lockpicks. We're sorry. Just feel kind of weird I'm not having a Varwin here. Eh, I like it. Feels better. Don't say that. You'll try and bring his way out of it every week. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. We have no Turkey. idea what we're doing. Varwin, yeah, help. Help, Varwin. Be paladin and save us. Save me. Save me. In that song. Wow. Yeah, it's Creed song. Which one would we do? Who, yeah, there's like 80 people sing that song. What, Creed? Differently. Uh, Creed? Oh. Queen. No. Oh, Queen. they said Creed. I was like, why Shine Down. It's a different version. It's yeah, a, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a diff- it's a different song, yeah. Well, I I'm just saying. Yeah, I was, I was just about to ask, why would people listen to Creed, but... What? I thought you said Creed, not Queen. Yeah, but Creed is good. Creed sucks. What? He doesn't know how to pronounce his R's. What are you what? talking about? You are almost over. That there's 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 no R's in open. You you're from a state that doesn't even well there's acknowledge a U in the color. existence of R's. There's a U in yeah. color. You yeah, but dude, dude, it. Bostonians just drop R's. They don't inject R's into words where they don't exist, like open. So who are we to judge? Who I are have, we to judge, Shank? I I am the. We're on the internet. That's what we're yeah. here for. We're to who judge. Cares what Shank has to say. He likes Kesha anyway. Kesha? I like Kesha. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Maury. I've got I've only got Kesha's last two albums. Okay, seriously, Avarwin, save me. This sucks. Don't stop. Take it up. They just no. gonna take you to tonight. I don't know what's sadder. I see this is this is the thing. I don't know what's worse. The fact that Maury was singing Kesha or the fact that I knew he wasn't singing the right words. <laughs> I that is a good question, Shank. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to drop it on my iPhone and just play it, but I think we'll get a copyright strike, so I didn't bother. <laughs> Wise decision. I thank you. The chat room thanks you. Like, I, I think she's in, really innovative. She is. In fact, we should stop talking about Elder Scrolls and let's talk about Kesha. Kesha, Kesha off, the off the record. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, chat room, give us a minute. We're going to drop the stream, bring it back up, and you're going to have Kesha off the record. And I quit. Wake up. You can't quit your mind. Feeling like. Feeling like P. Diddy. (laughs) 
What up, girl? Got my glasses? I'm out the door. Okay, so... I seen this If you guys are listening to this, you need to be listening to this with a pair of tweaked audio headphones that you guys can get from tweakedaudio.com and use our code off the record for 30% off. That way, you can hear Maury and Shank sing Kesha to you in oh. beautiful sound quality. You can you can buy the Kesha album and listen to it. That's how I do it. I plug my um, tweaked audio naturals into my iPhone and listen to Kesha. Uh, but if you don't have iTunes, what you could do is head over to Amazon and use and our link and buy a static CD. Hmm. But yes, tweaked audios. Off the record, 30% off. Free worldwide shipping. Great customer service. And... Um, I just totally stole that off, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. By all means. Thank you very good, much. You're doing a really good job as well, and I feel bad now for stealing it. Oh, that's, that's all right. We can share. We did a great job, guys. That, that was a great ad. You all appreciate it, and you're going to buy headphones now. Thank you. So, the Morag Tong or the Dark Brotherhood? Did I say that right, Mori? Uh, yes, yes. Thanks. So, this is once again coming from the official Bethesda forums, and it is a question by Vareth Redoran because no one makes a simple name. Except What's for a name into that. <laughs> Dunmer, yeah. So what? What he's asking is, or she, which one do you like more? And, uh, yeah. Which one, I want to know which one you guys would end up uh, joining. But first, just to give everyone an idea, who are the Morag Tong? Morku, O Lore Master of Classic Elder Scrolls Knight? The, the Guild Guild. The Guild Guild? That's what Lou said it, it stood for. That's what Lou said it stood for? Yep. What are you talking about? Who's Last Lou? night. Last night? What's last Who's night? Look? The Lawmaster on Elder Scrolls Off the Record, episode 109, he did a, a thing about the Morag Tongue. Where could you watch that if you wanted to? Uh, head over to uh, www.youtube.com forward slash Gaming Network. And you'd find out all about the Morag Tongue? Uh, you would. You know, or you could go to Stitch Radio or, or to our website, uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record.com, and listen to the podcast with it on. You could totally do that. Yeah, but if you guys aren't going to do that, they're an ancient guild of assassins that were in Morrowind. And, uh, yeah, they celebrated murder in the name of... Wow. Sithis. Sithis. Uh, and not, the Night Mother. Um, the Night Mother. That's the Dark Brotherhood, isn't it? Yeah, dude. So is... So is that. The... The Maratong. What? Where are you reading this information from? I one the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. Where else? Okay. But two, what are you talking about, Night Mother? Do you mean Mafala as well? Yeah, Mafala. But what do you mean, the Night Mother? The Night Mother was actually first associated with the Morai Tongue and not Dark Brotherhood. Oh, really? Correct. 
I did not know that. I didn't either, because I, I, the Morag Tong, I'm pretty sure is from Morrowind. Uh-huh. Um, or maybe even some of the other other games, but uh, I haven't played Morrowind. So, I no, my, my, yeah, I mean, my, my I'm just totally ignorant of the Morag Tong. So for that reason, I would be curious to try the Morag Tong over the Dark Brotherhood. Just because I want to see what they're all about. Well, they they seem to be the the assassination arm of the tribunal. Well, that's even more badass. Yeah, and that, they, that's like they, a government sanctioned thing. Yeah, basically, <laughs> they're government sanctioned. They get off. Uh, they basically have to turn themselves in when they're caught, but they get off. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They just have to turn themselves in. Um, so I think. Th- me personally, that's where I'd go because the Dark Brotherhood. You're still, you kill someone, you're wanted. Well, I kind of, I kind of feel uh, he also missed out the fact that you know there is the Shadow Scales as well. That's which true. Which is the Argonian version. Yeah, um, but no one cares oh, about so the Shadow So we, 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 def- we definitely should mention that. Okay, so what's up with the Shadow Scales? Uh, there again, you know, if they're born under the sign of Sithis, no, it's, they, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's. I don't think it's a sign of no, it's it's like the the shadow. It's I think it's literally shadow. Yeah, born if, under the, the shadow. if they're born on a certain night, then then you are drafted into the shadow scales, and which is also like the Mike Tong, um, basically working for the the Algonian government. Yeah, and uh, there is a fun little quest actually in the Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion. One of the members of the guild is an Argonian, and one of his side quests, um, he actually requests that you go kill a shadow scale that he knew when he was like growing up. Um, and there's a couple different ways you can do that quest, actually. So that's that's a quick little aside on the both the Dark Brotherhood and the Shadow Scales, actually. Yeah, but I don't think either of you would join the Shadow Scales because you both hate Argonians. No, screw that, dude. Argonians are less than human. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to be born as an Argonian. Okay, so they're off the table. Which would you no, I, I, yeah, not. I just thought that it needed to be. And I would like to say, I kind of disagree with Chankers in the fact that because I've always played a Dark Brotherhood, I would like to continue playing there. I feel that's where... My allegiances, and or that's where Morikyu's allegiances lie, is is with that kind of underground agency. Yeah, and see, and this this perfectly goes back to the playstyle because you said Morikyu's allegiance, you didn't say your allegiance, right? And I think yeah. that goes perfectly yeah. to that to that role play situation where we're talking about because I think it that has a, obviously a huge effect on how you you play and make the choices that you make. So. Where Mori's approaching it from Moriku, the like the character Moriku standpoint, um, saying you know he feels that loyalty to the Dark Brotherhood. I'm just like screw that. Shank wants to play <laughs> Morag Tom. The new content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean that's that's the once again showing you the many different possibilities, play styles, and choices really that you make with the flexibility of the games. I think this see this all ties nice this all nicely ties in, dude. Oh yeah. So I know, it's so good we do this by accident. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have notes, but they don't matter. No. No one reads them. No. I think I looked at them once and saw that we had a show today. <laughs> so. Yep. 
That's happened. In fact, I mean, we've forgotten that we had a show, so. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've forgotten certain members on shows at times. Really what happened was I was playing Skyrim. These guys saw me on Skype and hopped on and figured I'd stream some. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened today. Yeah, that's why we're here tonight. Um, you're welcome. But, why don't we go ahead and move on, unless you guys had anything else. I'm good, Nothing. man. Cool. Alright, so, for a mod, and for sake of synergy, if you guys wanted to join the Tong, you realize that you can't. Because you don't want to go back and play Morrowind and deal with those hitboxes, because you're afraid you'll gouge your eyes out. <sighs> I assure you, you will. I would. It's, I can't deal with that, dude. But your face is FTW. For, oh, <laughs> for those of you that can get your hands on Skyrim... Squawk! Squawk! What are you doing? Squawk! I'm doing a cliff racer. Oh. Because I, know, I know they're going to creep up on you. Yeah, squawk, I, I squawk. appreciate it. I hope you die. Squawk! 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 <laughs> squawk! Squawk! I'm. Next time a Varwin takes a night off, I think you should take a night off. I agree. I think that's that's. Squawk. Squawk. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Are you done? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> no one wants to play Morrowind, because no one wants to hear any more squawking. But. If you have Skyrim and you have Dragonborn, you can get your hands on some BA Marg Tongue armor. And if you get your hands on that, I've got a mod that you'll enjoy. Morag Tongue and Chitin Armor Enhancements. This mod is on the Skyrim Nexus, and the description reads a darker high re resolution texture enhancement for the Morag Tongue and Chitin Armors from Dragonborn Expansions. All textures are double the original resolution and sharpened to be more appealing. It is darker and the red colors are deeper in tone. Please endorse if you like. This took some time tweaking the colors in various overlays. The textures were not replaced as I do like Bethesda's very much, but rather sharpened and enhanced, hence the name. I hope you enjoy. P.S. Enjoy. So, this is a great mod for those of us that like the visual quality to be turned up to 20. Cough, Shank. Cough. Did you, uh... <laughs> did you enjoy it? Enjoy what? Did you enjoy the, uh, the mod? Oh, I have the mod. Do yes, I have do, the do armor? You, no. Do you enjoy it? Oh. Oh, yeah, I'm more than certain that once I get my hands on the armor, I will love the way this armor looks. Have you not seen the screenshots, good sir? No, that's your. I take no. I take no interest in your section. Well, that's good because I basically phase out when you go to read a book. Yeah, no, I've heard you typing. Uh huh. So as the so, chat room and everyone else. Yes. Yeah, so you make sure you mute this time, because well, I have a really, really interesting book that I think people will like, yeah. and uh, I think I should do that now. Okay, I'll what mute up then. Okay, thank you. So today. With uh, with Morikyu here at Classic Elder Scrolls Night, we're doing Chorus Pie, a recipe 
from Skyrim, and the author is Nils. And Nils, of course, is the guy that chops wood in Windhelm. It says, If I have to hear one more time about that famous gourmet who wrote that recipe book, I'll hack off my own ears with a blunt axe. Sure, he can cook up some dishes for some stodgy imperials and then poncy Bretons, but real Nords want real Nord food. And my chorus pie is just that. I guess I've been complaining a lot about it because Susanna was yelling at me. Nils, she says, if you call your chorus pie is so good, you should write down the recipe. Well, I ain't so good with my letters and I ain't got no talent for writing. But I thought, why not give it a go? So here's my first ever recipe that I wrote down and I hope you like it. First thing, you'll need some chorus meat and it ain't easy to come by. Choruses mostly live in caves. And as like as not, they shared some caves with some other nasty things. If you go hunting for chorus meat you need to make some dinner with, make sure you don't end up with your dinner yourself. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, you get yourself some good armour and a nice big sword. And if you've got some stout men who won't run off first sign of trouble, in other words, not like one of them poncy Bretons that go looking in caves and you'll find a chorus sooner or later. They look like big bugs the size of really big dogs, and mind you, watch out for that acid they spit, they'll ruin your armour pretty quick. Now, once you've got some chorus meat, you put it in a spit, make sure you've got that white, thick meat from the midsection, don't use the yellow meat from the head or legs, because that's got poisonous acid in it, and it'll eat you. You'll probably die. So you cook up the chorus on the spit, and you want to baste it with the sauce. To make that, grind up some tomatoes into pulp and mix that with water, pepper, onions, salt. And then you have to boil it all together. I wouldn't use too many peppers, but you want a few spoons of salt. How much honey you use is up to you, depends on how sweet you want it. When the chorus is done, you've basted it enough. Then you want to bake it in a pie with some potatoes, carrots, apples, and then the rest of the sauce you made with in there too. If you want to turn it, sometimes those are good, depends on what you're in the mood for. Then you cook that for a while, look at the top to be light and brown. That's when you know it's done, and it's as easy as pie. Ah, <laughs> oh, and that is Chorus Pie Recipe. By Nils over at the imperiallibrary.com. So I'd like to thank them for that. Are you done? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that was great, Maury. Uh, great job, as always. I like you. your you. love your segment. You, you do wonderful. Thanks. Thanks. It's just like an orange. I. What? I don't get that. Orange had segments. Okay. He's British, just let it go. N- not like I'm onions gonna, that but... have layers. Oranges, ah. o- on- oranges have segments. I-, I like the accent you-, you did during your segment. That was good. You sounded like a British guy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I've been I've been working hard on, on trying to get a good British accent because, as you know, I'm from actually New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually live near a bar. He's actually my neighbour. Oh, 
Well, when I say neighbour, I'm actually his landlord. Um, when, I, when I say landlord, I mean his, I'm his dad. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Mr... Hello, I... Hello I am from Espanol. Oh, well. I like paella and tortilla. How about in your New York accent, you read our one email? Um, okay. I can't. Oh, there it is. Dear Classic Test Night, my name is Budley Salterton, and I've been listening to your show for quite some time. I just want to say that everyone on the show sucks except for Shank. He's a pinnacle of excellence, and you should bask in the shadow of my magnificence. Sincerely, Budley Salterton. That guy sounds awesome. I don't like Budley. I like Budley Salterton. I think Budley Salterton's a jerk. And wait. His excellence? Magnif- He's wrong. Shank, I hate you. I hate you almost as much as I hate Maury. Um, so... So... Dear Budley, um... I'll just... Let me address you directly. You're a jerk. People like you... Are the reason why... Durex is around. You shouldn't have ever been conceived. Um... You know, there's, there's no reason to come onto a podcast, you know, that just tries to entertain, you know, and bring you some informative and, and theoretical discussion about, you know, a, a video <laughs> game series. You really don't need to be getting up in my Gmail and abusing me. Like, no, nobody needs that. What, you know, do you make you feel good? Do you, do you go around and steal cookies off of little... Yes. Those people that I mean, sell them I mean, at the door. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm um, sure he does. You know, like, do you, you're the kind of person that comments on YouTube videos and says, hey, guy, fat guy, why didn't you go on a diet? Like, when clearly it's glandular and there's nothing going to do about it. But you don't care. You don't care. You're just, like, spouting that vitriol. And let's be honest, no, but nobody's got time for that. So don't email again. If you do, I... I I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you a really inflammatory comment back. He sounds like Bud, <laughs> Budley Salterton. You're awesome. He sounds like the type of guy who would have a weekly industry commentary show on YouTube, about six six or so minutes long, six to seven minutes long, um, and where he rages a lot. And I, 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 I commend Budley Salterton because he's totally. Real. I, I think he should be hung. Drawn and quartered. It should be drawn first, and qu- it should be quartered and drawn, and then hung by his own intestine. Okay, even better. I like see, and that sounds better coming from a British guy. And then dumped in the Harbour River. Can I just say how gorgeous this game is? Seriously. No, nobody cares in the Washington. Is, is there a dragon about to attack you? No, I haven't oh, triggered the dragons be. actually, and I, that's oh. something I'm actually going to experiment with. This character is not triggering the dragons. At all? Uh, well, at least until I feel like I want to trigger them. Wait, I've watched I've watched you stream Scar a lot. I don't think I've ever seen you fight a dragon. Uh, I, I didn't know Shank fought dragons. I don't think I've ever really seen you fight a dragon. I, I do it like 
like if, if I'm trying to get to like a word wall and literally there's no way to get to the thing, then I will fight it. Or if one like attacks me, <laughs> but I won't like go out of my way to fight one to just get something. Much like that random Breton just walked up and yeah, like what the start. hell was that? Yeah. I don't even know. I was literally just observing the sunrise, and he just straight up attacks me? It doesn't say bandit, nothing, just Breton. Just Breton, dude. It's one of our Poncy Bretons. It's one of our Poncy Bretons. He is a Poncy Breton. Look at him. He's wearing a necklace and a ring. He's a dead Poncy Breton now. Poncy is a chav. He's chavvy, (laughs) I believe. He's very chavvy. I don't know what chavvy means. That's the extent of my British, like, descriptors. I have no British descriptor, so. Oh, except losers. Huh? huh? Winners? Us? Vietnam. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, do you? Does anyone else have anything on uh, Budley Salterton's email? Should we even bother giving a background on that, or just leave it like that? I, I pulled it out of the notes before I think more got to it. <laughs> but I'm sure everyone knows you wrote it, Shank. I did not write it. It you was did write it. You wrote it out of pity because, unfortunately, folks, we didn't have access to the email. So if you guys sent one in, sorry, you'll have to wait till next week when Arwen's here. We <laughs> just sent the emails in. is just now, unfortunately, bunched into that deadly <laughs> salted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your emails. Wait, hold on. It's by Budley Salt. Budley Salterton. Yep. It's Shane. E-S. Yeah. <laughs> E-S. Uh-huh. Also, does Budley Salterton sound familiar at all? To you, Englishman? No. It's a town, really? dude. Where? In England. <laughs> Where in England? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, never, no. I mean, like England, maybe a small country compared to America, but like I don't live next to the Queen. It's a teeny country, it's, dude. It's it's like basically the size of Skyrim. Like I can probably cross it in about an hour. Yeah. Well, that may be true if you go crosswise because it's quite thin. Yeah, yeah. It's an island. Well, so is America. Yeah, but you're a little bitty island. We're not little. Yeah, you are. No. Yeah. No, you're wrong. Yeah, that's why you guys tried to take over so much land and then lost. No, we didn't try. You're trying to compensate. Why did you cross the narrow sea, Maury? Because the Arthrakis can do that. (laughs) I'm the mother of dragons. Oh, oh, so so we're getting into uh, uh, Game of Thrones off the record. Well, we've got half an hour. Are we going for another half an hour? We could talk about Game of Thrones. All right, so um. R plus L equals J. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs, thumbs up. I think thumbs down. What? Yeah, I think... Th- I'm sorry. I, I'm thumbs downing. No, you're not. I'm, I'm thumbs downing simply because I want to actually know. And I would I would much rather be proven wrong than right. What, what like about... Waitingly out there. What about Telltale Games making the Game of Thrones game? I have yeah. such little faith in that. Really such little faith. Oh, it's, it's going to suck more than a granny. I'm sorry, okay. This, this will relate back to Elder Scrolls because Elder Scrolls it is will. an open world game. I firmly believe Game of Thrones needs to be 
similar, just single player, giant, massive. Exactly. It, yeah, no, that's I'm, what it needs to be. Right. Exactly. I'm with you guys. What the discussion we had at the beginning of the show that for the next Game of Thrones games, guys. Thanks. Yes. Appreciate it. Except build it to it, scale. Right? Build it to scale because in the books, he clearly states that from Volantis to Marine is. Uh, 500 leagues, or 50, it's basically 1,500 miles. Just imagine building that to scale. Just, just don't build the wall Wait. to scale, because apparently he got that all kind of isn't, isn't there only like seven leagues in America? Like the NBA, college. Okay. Um, like over in England, there's like, we've got like four leagues, like the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. We've got what sport do you guys play? That's football. Soccer. It's football. Soccer. Premier League football, Sorry. and you've obviously got you've got NBA, the UCLA, the um, <laughs> MBNA, the BBBCA, because you got BBC America, so that's BBCA. Um, you got MB, you got NBC, you've got FOX, you've got SCFY. I have no idea where he's going with this, folks. HBO. They're all leagues, like that's so two hundred leagues. That must be, that must be a lot of sport. Wow, <laughs> is that maybe like jousting leagues? Uh, I think jousting leagues in Game of Thrones. Like, is a no, mountain? They do. They do. Yeah, yeah, they don't have leagues. They just have tourneys. Yeah, yeah, a lot of tourneys. Well, so, how has it got two hundred leagues then? Because um, that's, that's the only sport I've seen in Game of Thrones is jousting. That was in the yeah, first yeah. series. And that was the mountain. He's obviously in the Premier League. Wait, you, you hold on. Have you only seen the show, not the books? It's more. You think you can read? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, no, I haven't seen the books. I don't read. I've never, I didn't even know that there were books until uh, that I heard about the show. Well, yeah, they wrote that's they wrote the book after they seen after they made the show. Oh, right? yeah, you're the right, dude. You're right. Oh, that's what they. That's exactly what they did with Lord of the Rings and Hobbit. Exactly. Varwin, help. Um. Anyway, tough the community segment. It is. You can donate to our shows. Ten dollars gets a special mention if you prefer. You need to say which show you would like it on. Otherwise, it will be put on the next episode of anything. Follow our other shows like Classic Hill Shows Night, Friday at 9pm, Community Game Night, Saturday at 9pm, Swotor Reforged, Monday at 7pm, and then some kind of gaming news thing called Totally Heroes, Mondays at 10. And that's, you can follow that at Totally Heroes. Final thoughts, gentlemen. John. You um, have... Let me finish. Let me finish. You have been a real stalwart tonight. You've you filled with all in size 15 boots really well. Um, definitely pat yourself on the back. And then we'll get your final thoughts. Um, my, my final thoughts are I tried so hard, but in the end... It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Maury's here. Shank. This was legitimately one of my favorite discussions because I think the the things that we discussed specific to uh, the next Elder Scrolls game, you could very easily take that and apply that to any future game coming out. 
uh, for these current consoles, uh, you know, over the next four or five years, what have you. So, very, very stimulating conversation, I think. It was very, it's, it's, it, I feel like we covered a lot of elements, like, w literally, like, gameplay-wise, mechanically, systems, like, what would make the game a better game? What could they do to it? And I think it was a great conversation. I loved it. And, and, totally loved streaming. Hopefully, uh, people, if, if I somehow frustrated you with my slow, slow sneaking, then, uh, I did my job. Because that's what I do. Awesome. So, my final thoughts. Elder Scrolls 6 can't come soon enough, but also, I need them to take the time. I need my connection. I need my connection to the world. Just like us three bros, we have a connection. We have... We are all Arwinless. Hopefully, he will be back, and he will... He will fill that hole in all of us. And... Um, I look forward to when that happens because then we can be happy. So, yeah, um, thank you guys so much for joining us, chat room. You're amazing. Remember on YouTube, give us a subscribe, give us a like, leave a comment. It really helps. Podcast listeners, we love you. We'll catch you next time, people. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Bye, everyone. Come back. <laughs>